You are listening to the Jay Doherty Podcast, presidential election coverage. Next on the JD Media Network. It's decision time in America, but who will win the White House? Joe Biden. If you elect me, I'm going to be an American president. There's going to be no red states or blue states, just the United States. Donald Trump. Remember what I said four years ago. We will make America great again. TJDP 2020 presidential election coverage. is a special edition of the Jay Doherty Podcast. That is correct, everyone. Welcome to Election Day coverage on the JD Media Network. Thank you very much for being here. It's episode number 136 of the Jay Doherty Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. We're broadcasting live on the JD Media Network, and we are going to have this all recorded and edited into a podcast, as I will soon talk about. Uh, We're starting now at 10 p.m., on Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020, uh, and we're going to go throughout the night, following a sort of one-man band version of what the uh, what the networks are doing. But instead of wasting your time going through all this obvious states, I would just waste it with those useless and overdramatic promos. No, I would actually, instead of wasting the time like the networks do, going through every single individual obvious state that, you know, is always left or always right. I wanted to start at a later time, so that's why it's currently about 10 p.m. as we first begin our broadcast here when states that are a little bit more obvious have passed and we can now start making predictions on key democratic states. The reason that I'm doing it this way is because uh, instead of just rambling on for like seven hours (laughs) about uh, random states, I'm going to come in and out, broadcast in and out, and then edit the whole thing together for a podcast the next day so you can uh, as the promo said, have a recap of the of how election night actually went down. Right now, uh, we'll just go through at this moment. It's currently 10:08 p.m. on November 3rd. Uh, currently, Biden has won, won, of course, the obvious states: Washington, Oregon, California, New Mexico, Colorado, New York, Illinois, uh, among many other. You know, New York, uh, New Jersey, Delaware. Uh, you know, tons of other different states uh, that are that always lean Democrat. Um, North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, uh, Louisiana, Utah, Wyoming, those are all going to Trump. Right now, at the moment, Biden is winning the Electoral College vote, but Trump leads the popular vote. Biden currently has 188 counted electorate votes. Trump has 114. In terms of counted votes at the moment, Biden has 41.6 million, and Trump has 45.026 million. That means that Trump is winning 51.1% of the popular vote, 47.3% of the other uh, portion of the popular vote goes to Biden. However, Biden has a drastic lead, and mostly that is because the immediate jump just came as a result of uh, California being called. Now, California is sort of an obvious, always going to be left state, uh, but the numbers were just, you know, officially called, so they put those uh, in, and that's why there's such a drastic jump. Uh, in Biden leading right now. The states that we're really monitoring that will make or break this election uh, are Florida, Texas, Wisconsin, and Arizona. Those are the uh, swing states, well, not all swing states, but we are looking at the states because what's really uh, interesting is that Trump campaigned very heavily in Texas. I think 
Uh, the polls, the state polls say that he's going, you know, Texas is an easy uh, win for him. Yeah, I think he's like 80-something there. So that if Trump wins Texas and he wins Florida, which Florida is leaning Republican right now and leaning towards Trump, then it's going to be a very, 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 very tight race. Wisconsin is also leaning towards Trump, even though the polls said that it was very possible that it would be uh, leaning towards Biden. Surprisingly, out of really, really most of this entire election so far, Arizona, according to the poll counts and what is being predicted from the Washington Post, is currently uh, going more left than right. Particularly in terms of their election of the House, the, the, who they're electing to the House of Representatives. There's only one Republican out of one, two, three, four, five representatives that has been currently elected in the Arizona race. Biden is 53.6% in Arizona at the moment, Trump is at 45%. In Texas at the moment, Trump is at 51.8%, Biden is at 46.8%. In Florida, Biden is at 47.7%, Trump is at 51.2%. Not all the votes are in, but almost all of the vote casts have been counted in Florida. In Wisconsin, only 72%, uh, according to the Washington Post estimate, uh, have been counted at the moment. So 47.5% go to Biden, 809,499. Trump is leading by, by a very, very slight margin, 50.9% uh, right now. The numbers just moved, so it's 874,852 now going to Trump. Um, if you look at the district-by-district district maps, there are very there there are almost all red or some slightly red districts and there's a couple of slightly blue districts and there's only one fully blue district those are the numbers right now that is really what we're monitoring we're going the the states out uh the specific states you know the ones that are really uh we want to keep a close eye on are of course as i said Texas Arizona Wisconsin and Florida because those carry lots of electoral votes and they're very interesting states to just monitor in any presidential election as they do go to different candidates all the time uh, i'm i'm very interested to see how florida turns out considering that uh you know they just had rallies there. Uh, Politico called Tampa Bay every every town USA uh, because they're sort of indicative of a large part of the population. The polls uh, have closed four hours ago in Florida, but uh, almost all the votes have been counted there. Nothing new as of yet in any other districts. It's currently 10.13 p.m., and we're going to continue our election coverage uh, here on the JD Media Network. It is a one-man band. That's actually why I chose not to do this completely live. I'm the only one operating this entire <laughs> this entire broadcast operation at the moment. We're streaming live and we're recording, and uh, I'm trying to get the latest updates to you. So that's why we're gonna we're just gonna come on when it's appropriate, and then go off, and we'll try and keep an update at least every 30 minutes, if not more, because this thing is starting to pick up. It was very slow out in the beginning, but the races and the states are continuing to uh, get more information and thus uh, continue to update the national polls. There are lots of Senate races to, al to also watch. I'm not going to talk about those, but perhaps uh, you'll see coverage on the DohertyFiles.com uh, after the election. It's currently 188 to 114. No new votes uh, since this portion of the internet uh, broadcast. 188 to 14, Biden-Trump in terms of the Electoral College. 43.1 million go to Biden. 45.9 go to Trump. Uh, that lead is slightly tightening. Joe Biden has 47.6% of the popular vote. Uh, Donald Trump has 50.8% of the popular vote. And we're also going to be monitoring not the specific elections within the House and the Senate, but the overall elections in the House and the Senate. Of course, there were lots of uh, campaigns to 
uh, have for um, Republicans to take control of the House. There was tons of Mitch McConnell. You know, have, you might have seen that famous ad where he says uh, Chuck only needs Chuck Schumer only needs you know four more seats to take over the House. That worked. That campaign is working because right now 136 to 94 Republicans are winning House majorities. I'm uh, oh, sorry, the, the predictions indicate a House majority. Uh, there's 94 confirmed voted Democrats that have won House seats in the House of Representatives, 136 Republicans. 42 Democrats in this, uh, have won the Senate confirmed. Republicans, 38. There's a large margin of prediction for the Republicans. Uh, leading, but it looks like it's going to be a very tight race in the Senate. I just think it's interesting to see that the House is currently leading right now with Republicans, and that that uh, that campaigning that Mitch McConnell, among other senators, have done seems to certainly be working. We're about uh, 10 minutes into the broadcast. It's 10.16 p.m. There's tons of election coverage going on all the networks, of course, right now, but we are here to bring you, or I am here to bring you, um, specific, up-to-date information in a pretty concise way. I don't want to waste any more of your time on useless uh, <laughs> promos and overdramatic intros. So what I'm actually going to do is uh, take a break here, and we'll come back when there's new and relevant information to update you for the live stream audience and for people listening on the replay of the podcast. It's 10.17 p.m. Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020. Tons of information coming in right now. We're going to keep you updated here on the Jay Doherty Podcast. You are listening to the Jay Doherty Podcast. TJDP. Back to TJDP 2020 presidential election coverage. That's correct, everyone. We are coming back. It's November 3rd, 2020, 1048 p.m. Thank you very much for being here. This is the Jay Doherty Podcast's 2020 presidential election night coverage. Lots of stuff uh, happening, continuing. The, there's been a slight uh, adjustment in the numbers uh, so far in the entire uh, live results of this entire election. Biden has ticked up. He has now 192 electoral votes. Trump, according to the Washington Post, current counter continues to remain at 114. Another thing that's happened that's good for Biden is he has increased uh, by millions of uh, votes, and now he leads the popular vote. Not he, you know, Trump used to lead that in the Washington Post count about 10 minutes ago. Now Biden is winning. 56 million uh, of the popular vote, that's 50%. Trump has 48.5%. My my prediction, I said this uh, last episode, and if you want to know why I made this prediction, you can go ahead and uh, listen to episode number 135 of the Jay Doherty Podcast, and you'll be able to see that my prediction is that Joe Biden will come out, uh, first of all, if we have a res- result tonight, and uh, if we don't, then I my prediction remains the same. Uh, my prediction is that Joe Biden will come out, and again, I could be wrong, it's currently 10.50 as I make this prediction, same prediction I had 10.50 yesterday and the day before, uh, and uh, the prediction I make is that Joe Biden will come out with a very, very, very narrow um, lead, and he will uh, win, be reported to win the presidential election, and then Donald Trump will pull some big stunt, say that, you know, it was incorrectly counted, there's some mistake, he's going to try and avoid his 4,000 lawsuits, no exaggeration, and dozens of other uh, criminal allegations that he has against him at the moment, (laughs) by staying in the uh, confines, and the very protective confines of the White House. So, we'll see exactly what happens uh, there. It looks like it's it's currently in Biden's favor right now. That could change. We're still awaiting on the complete results, of course, of Texas, Florida, uh, Arizona, 
and uh, Wisconsin. Nothing's really changed in terms of how states are leaning at the moment. The Associated Press is reporting that uh, overall Trump and, and uh, Biden uh, were locked in tight races in battleground states across the country. Um, Biden picked up the first battleground state of the night, New Hampshire, a small prize that Trump tried to steal from Democrats, which uh, he campaigns there all the time. He talks about how much he loves New Hampshire. Very interesting. AP continues to say, races were too early to call in the most fiercely contested and critical states on the map, including Florida, North Carolina, Georgia, and Pennsylvania. Biden won California, no surprise, the nation's biggest electoral hall, and other predictable victories, including Colorado and Virginia, two former battlegrounds that have become Democratic strongholds. Trump's wins uh, included Kansas, North Dakota, and other conservative bastions. Uh, good use of thesaurus there to try and uh, sort of say that these states are always Democrat, these states are always Republican. Um, there's also, they're, they're covering uh, the control of the Senate. Control of the Senate was at stake, too. Democrats needed to net three seats if Biden captured the White House to gain control of all Washington, of, of all of Washington for the first time in a decade, which would be interesting. Democrats, if they wanted to take, you know, if, if Biden wins the presidency, if they win the House, and they maintain, or sorry, if they uh, keep the House and they maintain, sorry, if they keep the House and they win the Senate, first time in a decade, they control all of Washington. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell of Kentucky won re-election in an early victory for the Republicans, no surprise, and perhaps more of a surprise, Senator, Senator, sorry, Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, of course, uh, Trump's personal friend, fought off a fierce challenge to hang on to his seat and uh, ended up winning. As the results uh, began to come in, according to the AP, the nation braced for what was to come, and an out outcome that might not be known for days. A new anti-scaling fence, fence was erected around the White House and in downtowns from New York to Denver to Minneapolis. Workers boarded up businesses, lest the vote lead to unrest, which seems to be the story of the day. What will the outcome be of this election, and how will people react to it more so? Uh, the Washington Post, the Associated Press, and other fantastic sources have tons of coverage uh, of this election night. If For the people listening right now live on the JD Media Network, you can go and look at their st detailed statistic polling. This entire episode is really just to sort of be an archive of how the election night unfolded, and we're going to bring you updates. This will stay. This will be a podcast for people who are listening uh, live and people who also uh, will tune into the to the podcast. Um, so, um, yeah, that's sort of the purpose of this entire thing, to sort of have a conglomerate of different information and different uh, polling statistics that, have, that are coming from every uh, source on the planet. Uh, what's interesting, actually, right now, as I'm looking at the, the numbers tick up here, Biden maintains his lead in the popular vote, 57.1 million to Trump's 55.292 million. I believe the percentages stay the same, Biden, uh, except, uh, yeah, yeah, Biden and the percentages stay the same. Biden has a 50% lead. Trump uh, uh, decreased a little bit, 48.4%. Um, and the numbers continue to sort of uh, tick up consistently as more votes are counted. Nothing major as of right now. It's currently 10.54 p.m. as we come back on the air. Updates will be uh, present on the J. Doherty podcast and on the J.D. Media Network live stream uh, consistently. We're expecting to see uh, more information come in as we get it. Um, other sources are predicting uh, Biden, of course, winning 209 to 118 votes at the moment. Some are ahead of others. Some are doing. Some sources are predicting their um, 
their Senate uh, predictions and really all, all overall predictions, pre uh, President, Senate, House, Governor, um, they're predicting them sort of in advance and just calling states before the states have actually been confirmed to have been counted. I think that's a good way to do it. You can sort of start, start out that way and then correct yourself if need be, but generally uh, everything that is predicted to be Democrat is going to be Democrat. Everything that's predicted to be Republican is going to be Republican. Right now, uh, Republicans are leading in their control of the Senate, but only by a very, very slight margin, 45 overall uh, for uh, the Republicans in the Senate. That includes Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas, um, Utah, Wyoming, uh, not Utah, I don't think. Uh, let me see. Yeah, Utah has not been called at the moment. Um, Wyoming is obviously going to Republican. That uh, Wyoming has a uh, Republican governor. They have two Republican senators, and I'm, most of their uh, their uh, House of Representatives or representatives in the House are uh, Republican as well. Forty five Republicans uh, right now to forty four Democrats for the Senate. More interestingly, in my opinion, is the House. The Republicans are uh, very much dominating the House. I'm not sure how the ratios stack up. If you look, if you sort of scale each number down, 145 Republicans currently winning in the House overall. 120 Democrats. Uh, losing the House, uh, tons of eastern uh, or sort of um, uh, border uh, counties and, and districts, sorry, districts, that's a better word, the, the correct word <laughs> uh, to use, tons of districts um, in California on the outer edge near the uh, ocean, completely going Democrat, no surprise. Uh, however, if you, look, if you look sort of down the middle strip of the entire country with the subtraction of the tail end of Texas bordering Mexico, all of that is Republican. All of that is Republican. Even if you look at Illinois, which is, of course, a very famous, the state that I am currently broadcasting from, a state that's very, very Republican, or not Republican, uh, Democrat in, in every single way. Um, in the state legislature, in the in Chicago, which represents a majority of the electoral votes, a majority of the population, it's the densest population, third biggest uh, city in the country. Uh, all of that is all, all of the House districts are Republican because the rural population of Illinois is largely, 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 largely Republican. I mean, it, one time I talked about this, I can't remember what the issue was, but on a previous episode where I was going through um, all these, uh, the, just the population of Illinois for whatever reason it was relevant, um, it was very clear that uh, basically Illinois is <laughs> just Chicago, and then millions of other very small rural towns that are Republicans. So Chicago, which is very Democrat city, and then all um, Republican sort of towns generally for the most part. I mean, even, even just 30 minutes away from Chicago, there's major, major Republican districts um, out in more rural Illinois, especially down state, really down south Illinois, you'll see just all, almost all Republicans where it's sort of foreign to be a uh, Democrat, whereas if you come to Chicago, it's sort of foreign to be a Republican. So it's an interesting thing how uh, you sort of have to take a look at district by district levels when predicting elections, particularly when it comes, of course, by necessity to the House and the Senate. But we're going to continue to update you. I don't think there's been, as I've just been rambling on here, there's no new uh, updates uh, in terms of the exit polls nationally, 192, Joe Biden leads elector uh, in terms of electoral votes, uh, Trump is at 114, the current popular vote, uh, Biden continues his lead, which was just recently gained, 
He has a 57.49 or sorry, 57,494,473 votes on the on the uh, you know in terms of actual votes counted, popular votes. Donald Trump has uh, 55,749,310. That number continues to go up, uh, just as Joe Biden's does. So we'll keep an eye on that. Nothing really uh, major at the moment. Of course, the, te- the states that we continue to look at, as I don't want to keep repeating myself here, but it is Texas, Florida, Wisconsin, Arizona. Arizona continues to lean more left. In fact, if we take a look at the polls there, 53.6% leading towards uh, Biden right now, an estimated 75% of the votes have been counted. So if that track continues, then it looks like a Biden win, which is good because there are 11 electoral votes. You know, if you're, if you're, it's good if you're rooting for Biden like I am. 11 electoral votes in Arizona. So that would push Biden uh, theoretically over the 200 electoral votes lines. Now, Texas, which is leaning strongly Republican, 52.1% Trump. That's 38 electoral votes. 52.1% goes to Trump. 46.5% goes to Biden. Now, I don't want to do live math because that doesn't always work out uh, (laughs) well. But uh, if Trump right now, if he was to win Texas... And he would get that 38. That'd be 152. And if uh, Biden were to win, uh, let's see, if Biden were to win Arizona, that would be, so let's see, that there would be 203 to about 152. So Trump would also need to win at least Florida and also Georgia and also North Carolina and probably Iowa and maybe Idaho, uh, which are all leaning Republican in his favor to uh uh, even surpass the 270 electoral votes that are required to win. Now, at the same time, Biden is Arizona is not the only state left for Biden to win. He can still win the very democratically leaning uh, Minnesota, which is sort of an easy call. Virginia seems to be leading uh, a Democrat state for Biden in favor of Biden. Maine, who has four electoral votes, uh, could save Biden. You never know. These small states could end up saving Biden. And what's really interesting also to... Uh, follow here is the states where most ballots haven't even been counted. Uh, An example of one of those states is Nevada. The Clinton campaign obviously won Nevada in 2016, so Biden is hoping to do the same and secure those Democrat votes. Uh, If we move on to Montana, look at that. Although it's pretty close up there in Montana, 46.7% go to Biden, Trump 50.6%. He had 96,757 of the vote, and again, this is only 32% of the votes in Montana that have actually been counted. Uh, 89,269 go, uh, in terms of popular vote, uh, out of the 32% total. Uh, going to uh, Biden right now in terms of the popular vote. That, of course, is subject to major change, but most people would be able to predict unless there's some major change and all of a sudden uh, Montana feels compelled to go a little bit more left than they tend to. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, and I, I predict that it'll be actually a Republican uh, win, which is no genius here. It's just sort of stating the obvious, but it could be subject to change. Uh, but even if it is, and uh, regardless of, you know, what direction it goes. There's only three electoral votes, so that doesn't really make a difference. In fact, Maine has four electoral votes compared to Montana, and Montana is a much bigger state than Maine. So, uh, again, that's an arguable flaw of the entire electoral college system, uh, which is an interesting topic, something that's really been talked about in school and in the news and everywhere. Uh, People want to abolish it. Some don't. Some do. The best thing about the Electoral College is that it represents, um, you know, rural communities with very spread out and very thin 
populations. The worst thing about the Electoral College is it discourages the outliers in a very partisan state from actually going out and voting. Their, their vote will obviously count towards, um, you know, if they vote, if they're, uh, for example, a Republican in Illinois, which is a very, very left state uh, overall in terms of uh, population density and in terms of how the Electoral College views the state, their vote will count towards uh, Trump if they vote for Trump, but you know it's a winner-take-all system in the Electoral College. So if if the majority of the public in uh, and perhaps the semantics that I'm using here aren't the most uh, logistically correct, uh, some intellectual can can correct me on this. But um, the it, you know if, if you vote for a Trump as a as a uh, in Illinois and you vote as a registered Republican for or really anyone for Trump. Your vote sort of doesn't, you know, it counts towards the elector's decision, but it doesn't count in the actual election uh, race because all of the electoral votes for that state go towards Biden, uh, or, you know, presu- assuming he wins, which he did in this case, and a Democrat will probably always win Illinois, just as much as a uh, Republican will always win Wyoming or something like that. So it's an interesting, politically, uh, an interesting thing to observe. Before we uh, go back, take a break, and then come back like 20, 30 minutes later, we'll do an update on everything. Uh, currently, the electoral votes stay the exact same. Biden has a 192 lead uh, over Trump electorally. Trump has 118 electoral votes. Biden has a substantial lead, as I, as you could just tell, uh, in the number of electoral votes that are currently counted. In terms of popular votes, uh, Biden is also winning, contrary to what some people may believe, uh, electoral votes and popular votes, as we saw in the 2016 election and others, they don't correspond. So you can, Hillary won the popular vote, but Trump is obviously the president. Literally an hour ago, Trump was drastically losing the electoral vote, but he was winning millions of popular votes. So this has changed. Right now, it happens to be in Biden's favors, not only elect, uh, in terms of electoral votes, but also in terms of uh, popular votes. He has 58.1 million popular votes. Uh, Trump has 56.4 million counted popular votes, and uh, the entire partial results are the ones that I'm talking about here, uh, and the entire full results will be updated as, you know, mail-in ballots are counted and all the other messes that are happening judicially uh, in, in states specifically like Pennsylvania. Lots of stuff happening right now in the election. My prediction, again, it's going to even out. I mean, if you look at the states that Trump's, uh, that Trump that I've talked about that have not been called but are leaning very heavily towards Trump, it can add up to be a very, very, very close race for uh, Donald Trump and for Joe Biden. So we will see exactly how things uh, play out. A lot of it has to do with Wisconsin, which of course has 10 electoral votes. Texas, even more, obviously, 38 electoral votes. Uh, Right now, for your update on Texas, closer than I had expected because the, the state polls in Texas had um, Trump winning landslide, or the, the simulations from 538 that I talked about on a previous episode of this podcast had Trump winning landslide, and that's not the case. 52.2% going to Trump, 46.4% going to Biden, so Trump obviously still has a pretty substantial lead over Biden, not as substantial as some of the polls had predicted. 4.7 million go to Biden in terms of the popular vote for Biden, and Trump 5.368 million. It's also super interesting to see, um, you know, how 
cities and suburbs vary on a on a district by district basis. I don't want to sound redundant, but if you look at the map, uh, well, I haven't talked about Texas, but I'm sort of talking about a concept that I've already discussed. You look at the map of Texas, pretty much everywhere except for Houston, Dallas, and Austin. <laughs> yeah, Houston, Dallas, and and uh, Austin. All of those districts are Republicans, pretty much for the most part, except there are some outliers on the edge of, uh, of Texas and everything, but I would say easily 85 plus percent of Texas is Republican, except for like we see in Chicago. It is interesting to see how things are playing out. In fact, uh, there is just an update here. Wyoming has officially been called for Donald Trump, which no surprise, 74% uh, go to Trump in, uh, in Wyoming, three electoral votes, so not a huge increase for uh, the incumbent president right now, but we shall see, and I could be wrong, I actually might have just incorrectly cited that, and maybe I talked about this, maybe I didn't, I thought Wyoming was already called, so maybe I uh, misread this, and it's actually Idaho that was just called, um, Donald Trump has won Idaho, 54.5%, though Biden, I believe, in the in the original uh, poll, exit polls coming out of Idaho, started out pretty strong, he obviously did not finish that way, 54.5% go to Trump in Idaho, 42.6% to Biden, 188,930 uh, popular votes go to Biden, 242,152 popular votes go uh, to Trump. And when I say the word, you know, the term popular votes, I'm actually talking about people actually voting or the counted votes thus far in the election. And when I say electoral votes, uh, etc., I am, of course, just saying what it is. Uh, let's see. New information. Joe Biden has won Colorado. Nine electoral votes. 85% of votes have been counted thus far. I don't think anything's going to change considering the substantial victory that Biden has just achieved over Trump in Colorado. 56.4% of Joe Biden's, uh, is the margin of Joe Biden's, um, victory. Uh, 1.589 million people uh, voted for Joe Biden, 1.162 million voted for Donald Trump, that's 56.4 to 41.3, uh, John Hickenlooper, the governor there, has also won, that was something that was sort of speculated, because, um, there were strong Republican voices coming out in Colorado, his, uh, his, uh, John Hickenlooper's opponent, um, and I'm only following John Hickenlooper because he actually, believe it or not, he ran for president in the 2020 election. Uh, so if you want to <laughs> go back in the archives of the Jay Doherty podcast and hear what I had to say about Mr. Hickenlooper, uh, go ahead and go ahead and uh, see that uh, on the Jay Doherty podcast. And I, I, I might have just said governor. I meant to say Senate. He won his Senate seat. Uh, Hickenlooper won his Senate seat. So I apologize, apologize if I said uh, governor, there is like, I have, I think, let's see, three screens, six sheets of paper, a lot of stuff going at me, so I apologize if I've sort of fluked on, uh, what my, uh, what I've actually been saying throughout this episode, but it is very clear at the moment that, uh, Joe Biden has a substantial electoral vote lead over Donald Trump, another state that was just called Virginia, Virginia, 79% of the votes have been counted in Virginia, that's 13 uh, electoral votes for Joe Biden, uh, if that was, you know, of course, 
came to fruition. 52.4% goes to Biden, 46.0% to Trump, 1.870 million, 860. Uh, popular votes go to Biden in Virginia, 1.643, or sorry, 1,643,862 go to Trump. Lots of other stuff going on in the election. Um, in fact, one thing that I was just talking about a couple seconds ago, no surprise here, Montana, three electoral votes. That officially goes to Trump. 49.3% of the vote goes to Trump there, 143,902 Popular votes, Biden has very close, actually, extremely close. 47.8% of uh, the electoral votes went to, um, uh, sorry, 47.8% ended up going to uh, Joe Biden. 139,635 votes uh, to uh, Biden. That's three electoral votes. Donald Trump, of course, gets all three electoral votes. Sorry if I've also been sort of being unclear about how this whole system works. Obviously, it is a winner-take-all system, so whatever state the the candidate wins, they get all of the uh, votes for that state, uh, the electoral votes. But I do like to cite the margins in the... um, in the, in the actual, you know, when I'm reading this stuff, because it is interesting to see the uh, party divides within states. Another uh, interesting development, Nebraska, going to Donald Trump, 54.3% for, for Trump, 43.6% for Biden. That's five electoral votes go to Donald Trump. That puts Donald Trump right now at 139 uh, electoral votes compared to Biden's continuing 205 electoral votes at the moment. So 58.475006 for Joe Biden in terms of overall votes. Uh, Donald Trump 57.263173. So that's 49.8 to 48.7. Donald Trump uh, is growing right now in the polls, and perhaps you know all of this is not live happening in terms of. Uh, I mean, the counting is, but the actual voting is not. So all of this, you know, all the votes are in. You know, theoretically, if we could snap our fingers and know who the president is, you know, or uh, count all the ballots, we would know who the president was. Uh, It's just the information has to be counted and then distributed to whoever, to the god who distributes it, and then the god who distributes it distributes it to the media, and the media give it to the fine public, and thus, and then me, and then you, because I'm telling you exactly how this uh, election is going. 49.7% uh, lead for Biden over a very narrow 1% difference, 487 for Trump, 205 to 139. You're listening to the Jay Doherty Podcast election night coverage, a recap if you're listening on the podcast, and a live broadcast if you're listening on the um on the JD Media Network live right now. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to be right back, and here's a jam jingle to keep you occupied for the couple of seconds that we uh, take a break. We'll be right back. This is the Jay Doherty Podcast. Politics on the Jay Doherty Podcast. DJDP. All right, welcome back, everyone. This is 2020 presidential election coverage. It's 11.45 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, Vice President Joe Biden is uh, now addressing the nation as we speak. He's live right now, so we're going to tune into his feed, see exactly what he has to say. Currently, he is up in a in uh, electorally. He's 223 to, one, to, uh, to uh, Trump's 174. More updates to come after this. Here's uh, what Joe Biden has to say right now. Look. 
You know, we could know the results as early as tomorrow morning, but it may take a little longer. As I've said all along, it's not my place or Donald Trump's place to declare who's won this election. That's the decision of the American people. But I'm optimistic about this outcome. And I want to thank every one of you who came out and voted in this election. And by the way, Chris Coons and the Democrats, congratulations here in Delaware. Hey, John, the Gov, yeah, I, I, the whole team, man. You've done a great job. I'm grateful to the poll workers, to our volunteers, our canvassers, everyone who participated in this democratic process. And I'm grateful to all of my supporters here in Delaware and all across the nation. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And folks, you heard me say it before. Every time I walk out of my grandpa's house up in Scranton, he'd yell, Joey, keep the faith. And my grandma, when she was alive, he yelled, no, Joey, spread it. Keep the faith, guys. We're going to win this. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. Your patience is great. Let's walk over here. That's Joe Biden. He's leaving the podium uh, right now. That's audio right now coming in from USA Today. We appreciate uh, what we're just uh, seeing here. Joe Biden uh, leave the stage right now. Congratulated there, Chris Coons. Of course, he won uh, the Democrat race in uh, for the Senate in Delaware once again. So he, he won his reelection there. The uh, campaign right now for Biden is leading, although uh, in upset, Trump has won officially Florida. 174, Trump has gained 174 to 223. If you look at the math on this, it's sort of leaning in favor to Trump. If you if you presume Trump wins all the Republican predicted candidate uh, states, and it does, you know, there's equivalent upsets to Florida. We take a look at those and factor those in. Uh, it does lean very slightly uh, in Trump's favor. However, there could be more upsets. Biden is substantially winning. It's like very substantially winning the electoral votes that have been counted so far. He's 223 to 174. 61.9 million go in favor of Biden. Trump has 60.4 million. A large part of the country is Republican at the moment. Um, and no new blue states that have been counted other than the ones we mentioned. Mentioned the uh, Currently, the confirmed uh, blue states are Washington, Oregon, California, Utah, or sorry, not Utah, Colorado, uh, scratch Utah, going off of California, Colorado, uh, New Mexico, Illinois, uh, Minnesota, uh, Virginia, um, as well as Maryland and Delaware and, uh, let's see, New Jersey, New York, sorry, I'm doing this off of my head, Vermont, uh, New Hampshire up there, and Massachusetts, Connecticut, and uh, Rhode Island. So uh, we look at these, uh, those are all the blue states currently confirmed. The one, that the state that is, uh, apart from Maine, uh, that is also not counted but predicted to be Democrat, or uh, in Biden's favor is Arizona, and uh, Arizona has 11 percent or 11 electoral votes, um, and it'll be interesting to see exactly how that plays out. Uh, r- right now, Biden is substantially leading over Trump, 53 to 45 uh, percent, according to AP polls that are currently coming out uh, from Arizona at the moment. If we go ahead and look at uh, the Washington Post's coverage of things right now, uh, Trump is. Um, Leading, uh, actually, he's won a couple more electoral votes, 168 now in Trump, 215 uh, for Biden. However, um, 
there are different counts currently that are coming from all different places. So uh, the um, Trump, sorry, Biden continues to lead in all um, current voting data numbers. Biden continues to lead the popular vote. I apologize for me saying uh, and constantly going through here. I have like bunch of stuff going on flipping through like 30 tabs so uh <laughs> we're looking exactly at what's happening right now in arizona and uh it'll be interesting currently 75 percent approximately of the votes have been counted uh, according to the um uh washington post so we will see exactly what happens in um the 2020 presidential race in arizona in 2016, of course, Donald Trump did win Arizona um, uh, by 4% compared to uh, Hillary Clinton. So we'll have to see how this plays out again. It's leaning Democrat this time around. Arizona is a very interesting swing state uh, that we always like to keep an eye on. So we'll, we'll see exactly how uh, that plays out. Um, uh, Donald Trump, of course, the upset, big upset in the interim between our breaks here was that he won Florida. Um and uh, also, of course, not much of an upset, but Donald Trump, and I think I mentioned this before, I know I definitely mentioned um, Montana in advance uh, of, of the actual uh, leading up to the confirmation of the votes, but uh, Trump has also won Ohio and Iowa in the interim. So Trump has won Ohio, has won Ohio Montana, uh, Iowa, and uh, Florida, and uh, Joe Biden has won Minnesota, Hawaii, uh, Minnesota and Hawaii in the interim. As well, he's also won New Hampshire officially, which very interesting because um, New Hampshire is also an interesting state. Uh, <laughs> there's so many. I mean, you could say that about every state, um, but um, it, it is interesting to see how things are actually playing out in New Hampshire. Because if you remember, New Hampshire um, in 2016 uh, was a state that went to Hillary Clinton. Trump talks about New Hampshire all the time. He talks about it all the time. New Jersey is also an interesting state. Uh, Trump talks about New Jersey all the time. Of course, is famous for the one, the only Chris Christie, uh, <laughs> among many others. And there was a very, 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 very tight race against Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, as you may recall, in 2016. Uh, according to the stats here from the New York Times, 46.8% went to Hillary in 2016, 46.5% went to Trump. Literally 2,000 vote difference, actually even probably less than 2,000 votes difference. If you look at Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump back in 2016, 4.1% of the vote did go uh, to the, the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Gary Aleppo Johnson. So he was also part of the Libertarian Party, and if you get the Aleppo reference, then uh, I appreciate your political acumen. Uh, and uh, that, that's sort of to compare it to the previous election. Um, and, uh, of course, again, we're getting all of our data here from the Washington Post, the AP, the USA Today, uh, and, uh, also, um, uh, sorry, and, and also, uh, other various trusted sources of the JD Media Network. You can see all the clips and the sources that we're using and actually track the polls yourself, uh, at j-doherty.com, j-a-y-hyphen-d-o-h-e-r-t-y.com. You can get a full source list of everything we do and, uh, all of the great and wonderful, generous people who provide their information for the world, uh, to take in, uh, and, uh, you'll see which one specifically, that, specifically that I'm using to comment on this election. Um, nothing specifically coming out right now. I suppose it would not be unreasonable to expect uh, Donald Trump to go out and address the nation, similar to what Biden just did. Uh, we cut in on that just a little bit. We'll see exactly um, what Trump says. 
if, if anything, to the nation, um, if he gives a speech. Um, he currently, just as of a couple um, uh, minutes ago, said that he's going to be making a statement tonight, a big win. Uh, so not sure exactly what that means, making a statement tonight, that's sort of obvious. He also said that we are up big three minutes ago, but they're trying to steal the election. We will never let them do it. Votes cannot be uh, cast after the polls are closed. So he's obviously just sitting in front of the TV, uh, angrily screaming, but, uh, you know, using the diction function on his phone to scream into his phone and, uh, and uh, express his raw emotions to what the beauty of iOS is. So, you can tell I'm stalling here as I as I uh, look for some more statistics and more updates. Um, let's take a look at the Senate votes. Nothing major, actually, at the moment. Uh, slight increases in the way that uh, Senate and House votes have come down. Republicans are at a very, very tight uh, loss for the control of the Senate. And the U.S. Senate election results are at 40 uh, uh, victories there. There's 30, sit, 30 seats that are not up for election. In fact, actually breaking news, Tommy Tub, uh, Tuberville, Tuberville of, uh, of uh, Alabama has just won his election, so that makes it 40, uh, 41, I believe, unless that is not confirmed, which I think it is, so yes, it is. And uh, Donald Trump is uh, hoping, obviously, for as much control as possible over the Senate and over just Congress in, in its entirety. But uh, because of this, this gentleman's win in Alabama, it is extremely close, almost a tie for control of the Senate. 42 Democrats, 41 Republicans. There are currently 30 seats up for uh, not up for election on the Republican side, 35 seats not up for election on the Democrat side. Still lots of votes to be counted. It is, you know, no, nothing is official yet except for in the states of Oregon, uh, Colorado, and uh, some other uh, East Coast states that are really easy to protect. You know, obviously Oregon's going to be left um, uh, just as much as Wyoming, Idaho, you know, uh, Louisiana, Mississippi. They're all going to be uh, red Republican states. So it'll be interesting to see exactly what happens uh, with the U.S. Senate election, election results. If we take a look on the other side of the uh, famous Capitol building and <laughs> that U.S. House elections results, all 435 House seats are obviously up for re-election this year. Every two years, Democrats currently have control over the House. The Republicans are winning to take it back at the moment. 154 Republicans uh, uh, votes right now for uh, control. Sorry, confirmed votes go to Republicans. So it looks very promising that the Republicans will end up actually taking over the House in this upcoming uh, election year. 145 Democrats. Uh, who, who are, of course, trailing the Republicans at the moment. Um, if we look at the Washington Post map here, which is in this other tab, is along with their very detailed uh, statistics, uh, 209 strong Democrats right now that, have, that are sort of confirmed. In fact, that just went up uh, and uh, contributed to the overall 146 number, which is a plus one uptick for the Democrats in terms of U.S. House election control. Uh, in, sorry, U.S. House control in the election. Uh, there's 24 vulnerable Democrats right now, according to their map. 37 vulnerable Republicans, 165 strong Republicans. So uh, we'll see what happens there. That could change. I mean, one of the things that you can predict very easily, at least relatively speaking, is uh, election presidential elections because you're viewing off of states. But if you don't intimately know the individual um 
you know, political makeup of certain certain constituencies and certain districts, it's very hard to predict and also often very volatile uh, to uh, to to observe uh, how things end up actually working themselves out in uh, the pre- in, in House uh, elections. So, that is currently what is happening at the moment. Um, you know, I might have need I might need to issue a correction and I think it actually I had it right the first time or I had it somewhat right the first time and then I corrected it, but it was an incorrect correction. So, let me um, confirm. Yes. Okay. So, I think in the previous episode and I'm going to write this on the show notes on the website, so uh, if you don't make it this far into the coverage of this episode, I do want to issue a correction. I talked about John Hickenlooper winning the uh, Senate seat. He actually, I, I, I was confident in thinking that he was the governor of Colorado, and then I saw that he won the Senate seat, and I thought that was a re-election term, but it wasn't. He was the governor of Colorado, and I was right the first time. I should have been more confident in my ability to uh, predict uh, what, <laughs> or just know the past, I don't know why I uh, wasn't so confident in that before, but he was the governor of Colorado, and he is a senator-elect for the first time, I remember actually, now it's coming back to me, that when he dropped out of the 2020 presidential uh, election, he announced that he was going to be a U.S. senator, perhaps he even had that plan before the 2020 presidential election, he just thought that it would be a good publicity stunt for his Senate campaign to run for his presidential campaign. Uh, he would probably know from his political experience being the mayor of Denver from 2003 to 2011. Should have, if I remembered all that, you know, when I was in the heat of the moment saying incorrect things that I now need to correct and just have, uh, perhaps I would not have made that mistake. 61,075,344 votes, according to the Washington Post. And again, that varies across different vote counters. Some are ahead of others, some are not. If we go based off of the Washington Post's numbers, which we have gone almost consistently off of for the entire episode, except for minor state uh, deviations that we've taken in our in our uh, path to exploring the contributions to votes to the White House, 61,167,191 votes currently for Biden. That's 49.8%, 215 electoral votes. Trump, 168 electoral votes, 59,893,554. That's 48.7%. So if you look at the percentage points, 49.8% for Biden, 48.7% for Trump. Um, that's 215 to 168. Biden is winning. However, if you look at the, you know, again, you look at potential and you look at potential numbers of electoral votes in different states, you will see very clearly that Trump, uh, unless there's some major upsets, particularly in Texas, which it looks like there's definitely not going to be because uh, Tr- Trump has a substantial lead for 38 electoral votes in Texas right now, 52.2 percent uh, of the population at 92 percent of their 38, 92 uh, percent of the votes have been counted, and they he would automatically get 38 electoral votes because of course they are part of uh, Texas is part of the 48 states that do not use the. Uh, that do not that use the winner take all rule and do not uh, proportionally distribute their votes like Maine and Nebraska do. Those are the outliers. And by the way, Maine uh, continues to be counted at the moment. Nebraska sort of was already called in the in the uh, beginning of this entire race to be Republican because of the margins. Four hundred forty three thousand seven hundred twenty five votes went uh, to Trump in 
in Nebraska, 332,477 to Biden. That makes her a 55.9% to 41.9% difference in those two uh, folks there, and (laughs) that's currently how it actually ended up being across their five electoral votes, Um, and we'll see, uh, I'll, I'll provide you with an update shortly when I find out exactly how the electoral votes were distributed, and again, that is something that you rarely hear. The only other state you'll hear that term mentioned, at least as of November 4th, 2020, which it just struck, the clock just struck November 4th, 2020, so uh, happy November 4th. Uh, the, o- the only other state you'll hear um, that mentioned is that policy of proportionally distributing electoral votes mentioned is Maine. That's the only other state. Nebraska and Maine are the only other states that, that opt out of uh, winner-take-all votes and instead choose to have their votes proportionally distributed. J-A-Y-D-O-H-E-R-T-Y.com is the website. If you want to go ahead and look at uh, show notes and also the polls of last night's election, uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast, and this night's, tonight's election, if you are listening uh, today, or I guess this morning's election, if you really want to be correct about uh, the day not overflowing into, yesterday not overflowing into today. Um but yeah, I apologize if I'm rambling here. I just want to share all of my thoughts. It looks like there's still a long night ahead. Uh, it's currently uh, 12.02 a.m. More election results coming up. We expect probably Trump to come out and address the nation and uh, the the continuing uh, developments that, in his mind, he wants to share those with the public in a platform other than Twitter. So uh, we'll see exactly how that ends up going, and we'll keep you updated on everything Henceforth, he is watching this from the White House, unlike Biden, who's watching it at Chase Center in Delaware. Um, so we'll see exactly how that uh, plays itself out. 223 to 174 right now. Biden is leading. States to watch right now are uh, Pennsylvania and Michigan. Perhaps we won't even know the full count of the votes. That's never how elections work. So uh, we'll, we'll, we probably will not know the actual results of the election by tonight, but we'll have a pretty good idea coming out of it. And in the meantime, we will keep you posted on, how, or I will keep you posted right here on the Jay Doherty podcast about who is saying what and how they are saying it uh, henceforth. So more election updates to come. It's currently 12.03 a.m. And, uh, This is election coverage. Election coverage. The Jay Doherty Podcast. TJDP. This is a special edition of the Jay Doherty Podcast on the JD Media Network. Live statistical updates and analysis is next. J-Doherty.com slash live. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Jay Doherty Podcast, and it's a special edition. Uh, thank you very much for being here. We continue our coverage to 1.04 a.m., November 4th, 2020. Um, some updates uh, to Trump's uh, uh, progress in the race, I guess you could say. Sorry. Um, uh, 213 electoral votes going to Trump right now. He's expected to come out uh, at the White House and speak any second. We heard the uh, former Vice President Joe Biden talk about his progress in the campaign. He was cautiously optimistic of the future of uh, his campaign. And uh, also, um, we have not heard anything as, uh, you know, in his speech form. We heard a couple tweets from the president. We haven't heard anything uh, him talk at all this evening. We are expected 
to uh, see him talk in a couple of minutes at the White House in the East Room. So uh, we will bring you that live as it happens. Some notable points to uh, bring to your attention, I guess, some updates to the president. He's um, been winning uh, consistently other some some other states uh, across the country. He currently has it's uh, 219 to 212. There are certain numbers that are more advanced than others, but uh, the Washington Post's count puts Trump just behind Biden uh, at the moment, which, which uh, puts him at, uh, let's just see here, apologize, uh, 219 to 212, so 64.5 million votes for uh, Joe Biden, 63 million to Trump, 49.8% for Biden, 48.7 for Trump. Nevada uh, is still too close to call, but it looks like it's going to be, well, it's actually pretty close, but, it, uh, you know, 78% of the votes have been counted right now. Um, the last election, it was a Clinton state, so the Clinton campaign, as I talked about before, did end up winning Nevada. Uh, Biden is counting on it, very much hoping for uh, the for a victory in Nevada. That offers him uh, six electoral votes. He's also hoping, more importantly, arguably, for Arizona. That has 11 electoral votes, uh, 1.1 million. 337,230 people, uh, as of, as of 80% of the votes are counted, uh, are going for Biden in that state, 52.4%, as well as uh, Donald Trump has 1.1 uh, million and uh, 46.3%. So Joe Biden has a pretty substantial lead uh, over the president in that state at the moment. It looks like Arizona is pretty much a call. So you could add to uh, Joe Biden's 219 um you could add a 17 to that as well, because so that would make him uh, at right now sitting at 236 electoral vo votes, and of course, the number that you have to get is 270 to win the presidency. Now, by contrast, if we look at the states that Trump is currently working towards, he's won, and it's sort of been confirmed that he's won the very obvious Republican states. We The only states that, were, that are Republican that we're waiting on are uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, that, are, that are leaning Republican in North Carolina uh, and Georgia. Now, Georgia is something that sort of Joe Biden indicated he was a little bit uh, surprised that it was so close in Georgia, very grateful for that. I mean, you look at the votes in Georgia, it is incredibly close for Joe Biden and Donald Trump. 2.3 million people voting for uh, Donald Trump in Georgia, 2.249 in um uh, in Georgia for Joe Biden, and 91% of the votes uh, are counted. So, you never know. Biden could come through and get those 16 Georgian Electoral College votes. We'll see exactly what happens. 50.6% of the vote going there for uh, for uh, Donald Trump, 48.1 for Joe Biden. And so, and 91% of the votes have been counted. Certain uh, districts and places where they count votes these days are uh, shutting down. They're going to say that they're going to resume later today at about 10 a.m. is uh, what I heard. Certain places. Uh, say, particularly in places where it's Eastern Time Zone, where it's actually 2 a.m. in the morning, 2.08 a.m. in the morning. It's currently 1.08 a.m. Central Standard Time as we come back on the air. I apologize if I'm rambling. Again, it's late and there's lots of data coming in, but I'm um, very enthusiastic about covering this election. We'll bring you all the updates. It does look like, if you do the math and you look at, um, you know, if everything goes in the way that analysts predict it, it looks like Trump is going to have a very, very slight victory over Joe Biden at the moment. Now, that, of course, could change. Uh, you know, two hours ago, it looked like Biden had a clear victory. Uh, that could flip-flop again, and that could flip-flop again, and again, and again. You never know how it's going to work out. Uh, an interesting state to keep an eye on is Maine. Uh, in 2016, Hillary Clinton won Maine by a margin of three points, 
Biden right now leads Maine 54.6%, Trump 42.3%. Again, Maine is one of those odd states that don't follow the traditional uh, winner-take-all method in the Electoral College. Maine and Nebraska are the only two states that break apart from that system where uh, it's a proportional distribution of votes in Maine and Nebraska, whereas the rest of the country is, as I said, the winner-take-all. 69% uh, or so of the votes have been counted uh, at, in Maine as at, uh, according to the estimates of the Washington Post at the moment. Uh, 311,322 of those votes are for uh, Joe Biden. 241,058 of those votes are for Donald Trump. We'll see exactly how those votes get split. At best, I think it'll be a 3-1 to one Biden. Perhaps it'll just all be four, uh, four votes for Biden. And Biden desperately needs all four votes, including uh, the 11 votes that he would get in Arizona and the six he would get in Nevada. Because even if he gets all those votes, all the all the places that lean Democratic, including the, uh, in that, that includes the, uh, when I say that, I'm talking about the inclusion of the four, um, the up to four potential electoral votes he could get in Maine, he still trails the president, assuming the president does not win Georgia, or sorry, assuming the president does win Georgia, he does win North Carolina, he does win Pennsylvania, he does win Michigan, and he does win Wisconsin. There are currently more Republican states up in the air with more collective electoral college votes up in the air that are leaning towards Trump right now than there are Democrat ones leaning towards Biden. Um, and again, we're waiting for the president here uh, to come up to the podium at the White House. Live coverage of uh, that right here on the JD Media Network. Audio graciously provided by uh, the public internet stream of USA Today. We appreciate their coverage. And we also have a bunch of backup streams from the AP and other things, so we can constantly switch the feeds for everyone listening on the JD Media Network. And if there was an outage, power outage on every single one, we can always edit it in in post-production. In fact, most of the post-production for this podcast has actually done been done in pre-production. So, um, by formatting the website and doing a bunch of other stuff, getting it all set up for you to watch. Now, it looks like there's a bunch of people walking out of the secret room. Sorry, not the secret room, but the the uh, back room of the White House, which probably indicates that the president will be stepping out any moment. It's currently 1.11 a.m. in Chicago, 2.11 a.m. in D.C. We'll see exactly if and when the president does step out. There's some waveling and, like, some shuffling of the curtain, so perhaps that's an indicator. Um, Trump kept saying he accused, baselessly, the Democrats of trying to steal the election, do a bunch of other things that he's actually doing, so he's mirroring his, his own personality on the Democrats or on his enemy, which is something that he uh, has frequently done. And uh, we'll see exactly what he has to say. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he stays on script, if there is a script, and uh, what sort of attacks uh, he uh, may or may not have planned on Democrats. Something that's really interesting is they're streaming Fox News in the East Room right now, and there's about six th 63 trillion American flags behind the president at the moment, some of which are covering uh, up the oh-so-precious flat-screen TVs displaying Fox News right now. In fact, I don't know if we have an audio feed, do we? we that is Fox News playing in the East Room of the White House right now. Sounds like Chris Wallace. Oh, yeah, it is Chris Wallace. There he is on uh, on Fox News in the White House, uh, the man who uh, moderated the first debate. <laughs> and if you want to hear my uh, 
disaster, my, the, my, my analysis of that disastrous debate, please check out episode number 134 of the Jay Doherty podcast. Different, uh, one of the most interesting things I've seen this election compared to the last one uh, is the difference in sources when covering, um, the, the difference in, in sort of keeping up with sources in covering this election. Right now, the Washington Post puts 219 electoral votes uh, in Biden's favor, 212 votes in Trump's favor. However, if you look at other polls, they say, and again, this is sort of um, I don't know what the best way to phrase this is, but it's more of aggressive or premature um, predictions that are sometimes made by different places, and usually they're all correct, but I think the Washington Post strategy, uh, where they say that uh, the, the current score is 219 to 212, whereas others, uh, other publications such as ABC News, USA Today, they say it's 224 to 213. And they're, they're saying that because they assume uh, that unvoted populations are going to be counted uh, and that they are going to be in favor of, you know, the majority of the state. Uh, however, I think Washington Post's approach, approach where they really wait until the final vote is in so they don't have to issue a correction or anything or decrease the number of electoral votes that someone may get, I think that's an interesting approach, probably a better approach. It's a little bit safer. Uh, but there is a difference just between being late and actually doing that. So we'll see if we can f uh, sort of draw a fine line there. Uh, an interesting election. Again, we might have to cut out of this. I had some notes that I was taking. You know, a lot of the, the stuff uh, that we talk about and uh, that I chose to focus on for this entire episode is the presidential election. But there are hundreds uh, of other elections going on across the country right now, um, both, uh, uh, you know, congressionally and locally, um, and one of those uh, victories, I think I mentioned it very briefly um, before, uh, was, oh, and speaking of which, not actually speaking of anything, but <laughs> Joe Biden uh, just won a couple more electoral votes, according to the Washington Post's counties, uh, up at 220 right now, compared to Trump, who's at 212, um, and those numbers are varying based off of the vote counts across states currently uh, towards sources, and again, it's 1.15 a.m. in Chicago. Back to what I was saying, though, about uh, non-presidential races, uh, Lindsey Graham was one of the people, one of the Trump allies, the steadfast Trump allies, to uh, re-win his Senate seat. I'm sure he's uh, breathing a sigh of relief over that and everything. You look at the, the district maps, uh, it was heavy red, there was some leaning red, a couple and, you know, less than a dozen Democrat states in his uh, small, little, uh, fine state of um, South Carolina. So, sorry, I was looking at all these different uh, uh, different polling data, which you can actually look at on the website, jay-doherty.com, uh, and it'll be the first episode. It's called The episode is called Election Day, and you just click on that, and there's a link to all the polls and, and all the places that we used, which are the Washington Post, AP, New York Times, um, USA Today, ABC News, News Nation. News Nation has had a fantastic uh, set of on, uh, TV coverage, cable coverage of tonight's election. Very not hype. There's no, no crazy commentary on Fox News or CNN. Very straightforward. They sort of just survey the entire country and they bounce between all these different anchors. It's very well done. I think uh, best election coverage uh, TV-wise that I've seen this election. So, uh, uh, yeah, I think it's they're doing a very good job with with that. Um, 
one of the elections that is that I wanted to talk about, of course, as I was talking about before, Lindsey Graham. Now, Lindsey Graham just won. He was very happy uh, at, at the sight of his victory. <laughs> so he spoke, um, you know, at the pre-planned little conference that he had. He won against uh, Jaime Harrison, I believe is how you say his name, uh, who's a Democrat running against him uh, by a pretty substantial margin, 56.6% to 42%. Um, and uh, th those were the victory margins there. Here's, here was uh, Lindsey Graham giving a speech, sort of saying, yes, I won, I'm very grateful, I'm going to continue to do what I do here every day for the people that elected me. Here he is. He did it! <laughs> and I don't mean me, I mean we. <laughs> to borrow a phrase from Churchill, come on up, guys. Uh, we'll talk with these folks here in a second. To, to borrow a phrase from Churchill, <laughs> never has one candidate owed so much to so many as I do. I owe so much to so many, not just in South Carolina, throughout the country. So thank you. This victory is an answer to a lot of prayers. <laughs> Everybody that prayed for me also voted for me and then some. So to those who've been following this race from afar, I hope you got the message. <laughs> if you don't get this message, it's hopeless. Oh, hopeless. Wow, that's something Donald Trump would have no idea about. His whole campaign has been based off of fear and, and uh, general hopelessness if he is not elected. He literally said in a rally, if I'm not there, who will who will represent you, who will be your voice, and that sort of, uh, he said a lot more harshly than I'm reiterating it to be, but uh, something along those lines, basically saying, you will not survive or thrive without me in the uh, Oval Office, which is a little bit of a scary thing to say, uh, especially that directly, uh, especially, and it's funny, you know, ironic when uh, a fellow Republican, a fellow Trump supporter ends up going uh, and winning uh, South Carolina and then saying that uh, they are a party of hope or a, a platform of hope at the moment. Now, I'm not saying the Democrats are, but I just think it's amusing how uh, their nominees, the Republican nominees, uh, whole campaign has been based off of fear. And then uh, uh, Lindsey Graham gets up there, who I think is a decent person, uh, probably relatively to, to Trump, <laughs> and uh, says that uh, we are, or infers that uh, they are indeed the... Um, the party of hope, or, or at least more hopeful than the Democrats. Uh, all right, so Trump is not out on the, the stage. There are a bunch of news reports saying that he's going to come out any minute. He's going to come out any minute. Uh, and it's sort of been like 35 minutes um, since, although there's someone walking out, they're emerging from the darkness, look like Eric Trump perhaps, but maybe not. They just went behind the curtain again. I don't know, maybe they're a little bit confused. I, I bet Trump was sort of being stubborn watching Fox News in his uh, in his bedroom because that I think was where they said that he was going to be uh, during the debate. Oh, there's Don Jr., Ivanka, and others watching the debate coming out of uh, the little secret room that they had all set. Some applause likely coming from the room right now. Let's even get a feed of that. Ah. Uh. 
Now, supposedly they were going to pack, like, hundreds of people in this room. I think it was, like, there was supposedly going to be 500 people or something like that in the biggest room of the White House, the East Room. Now, of course, that's a lot. And, you know, it's not that big of a room. Uh, and uh, they were going to have 500 people. I think it ended up being closer to 300 or 400 because... Uh, of social distancing requirements, of which are not big concerns to the Trump administration or people within it. Oh, and there's the president right now walking up to the podium. And uh, we'll hear him give uh, a couple words on this uh, 2020 election day. Here's the president. Mike Pence, Karen Pence, and uh, his wife Melania Trump standing behind him in the East Room of the White House. This is, without question, the latest news conference I've ever had. (laughs) I appreciate it very much. I want to thank the American people for their tremendous support. Millions and millions of people voted for us tonight. And uh, a very sad group of people is trying to disenfranchise that group of people. And we won't stand for it. I want to thank the First Lady, my entire family, and Vice President Pence, Mrs. Pence, for being with us all through this. And we were getting ready for a big celebration. We we were winning everything, and all of a sudden it was just all off. The results tonight have been phenomenal, and we are getting ready. I mean, literally, we were just all set to get outside and just celebrate something that was so beautiful, so good. Uh, Such a vote, such a success. The citizens of this country have come out in record numbers. This is a record. There's never been anything like it. To support our incredible movement, we won states that we weren't expected to win. Florida, we didn't win it. We won it by a lot. We won the great state of Ohio. We won Texas. We won Texas. We won Texas by 700,000 votes, and they don't even include it in the tabulations. It's also clear that we have won Georgia. We're up by... 2.5 percent, or 117,000 votes with only 7 percent left. They're never going to catch us. They can't catch us. Likewise, we've clearly won North Carolina, where we're up 1.4 percent, or 77,000 votes with only approximately 5 percent left. They can't catch us. We also, uh, if you look and you see, Arizona, we have a lot of life in that. And somebody said, somebody declared that it was a victory. And maybe it will be. I mean, that's possible. But certainly there were a lot of votes out there that we could get because we're now just coming into what they call Trump territory. I don't know what you call it, but these were friendly Trump voters. And that could be overturned. The gentleman that called it, I watched tonight. He said, well, we think it's fairly unlikely that he could catch. Well, fairly unlikely. (laughs) And we don't even need it. We don't need that. That was just 
the state that if we would have gotten it, it would have been nice, Arizona. But there's a possibility, maybe even a good possibility. In fact, since I saw that originally, it's been changed and the numbers have substantially come down just in a small amount of votes. So we want that, obviously, to stay in play. But most importantly, we're winning Pennsylvania by a tremendous amount of votes. Think of this, think of this, think of this. We're up 690,000 votes in Pennsylvania. 690,000. These aren't even close. It's not like, oh, it's close. With 64% of the vote in, it's going to be almost impossible to catch. And we're coming into good Pennsylvania areas where they happen to like your president. All right, so I apologize for this weird audio quality here from CNBC. We're going to switch over to the better uh, CN, uh, C-SPAN, actually. We won Texas. I don't think they finished quite the tabulation, but there's no way. And uh, it was almost complete, but he congratulated me. Then he said, by the way, what's going on? I've never seen anything like this. Can I tell you what? Nobody has. So we won by 107,000 votes with 81% of the vote. That's Michigan. So when you take those three states in particular, and you take all of the others, I mean, we have, we have so many, we had such a big night. You just take a look at all of these states that we've won tonight, and then you take a look at the kind of margins that we've won them by, and, and all of a sudden, it's not like we're up 12 votes and we have 60% left. We won states, and all of a sudden, I said, what happened to the election? It's off. And we have all these announcers saying, what happened? And then they said, oh, because you know what happened? They knew they couldn't win. So they said, let's go to court. And did I predict this, Newt? Did I say this? I've been saying this from the day I heard they were going to send out tens of millions of ballots. I said exactly because either they were going to win or if they didn't win, they'll take us to court. So Florida was a tremendous victory, 377,000. Texas, as we said. Ohio, think of this. Ohio, a tremendous state, a big state. I love Ohio. We won by 8.1%, 461. Think of it. Almost 500,000 votes. North Carolina, big victory with North Carolina. And so we won there. We lead by 76,000 votes with almost nothing left. And all of a sudden, everything just stopped. This is a fraud on the American public. This is an embarrassment to our country. We were getting ready to win this election. Frankly, we did win this election. We did win this election. So our goal now is to ensure the integrity for the good of this nation. This is a very big moment. This is a major fraud in our nation. We want 
the law to be used in a proper manner. So we'll be going to the U.S. Supreme Court. We want all voting to stop. We don't want them to find any ballots at four o'clock in the morning and add them to the list, okay? It's, it's a very sad, it's a very sad moment. To me, this is a very sad moment. And we will win this. And we, as far as I'm concerned, we already have won it. So I just want to thank you. And I want to thank all of our support. I want to thank all of the people that worked with us. And uh, Mr. Vice President, say a few words, please. Please. Thank you, Mr. President. I want to join you in, in thanking more than 60 million Americans who have already cast their vote for four more years for President Donald Trump in the White House. And while the votes continue to be counted, uh, we're going to remain vigilant, as the President said. Uh, the right to vote has been at the center of our democracy since the founding of this nation, and we're going to protect the integrity of the vote. But I really believe with all of my heart, with the extraordinary margins, Mr. President, that you've inspired in the states that you just described uh, and the way that you launched this movement across the country to make America great again, uh, I truly do believe, as you do, that we are on the road to victory and we will make America great again, again. Thank you, Mr. President. All right, there we go. There's uh, President Trump, his wife Melania, Mike Pence, his wife Karen Pence, and they, they leave the East Room of the White House with uh, uh, a bunch of supporters in the room. Perhaps the band music is the best part of uh, that entire ceremony. Okay, so that's that's uh, Trump's little speech there. He says that uh, as far as he's concerned, we already have won it. Now, I don't know if that's really true. It, it, it certainly is not uh, actually true because they have not won it officially yet. And his cockiness about, uh, first of all, mild cockiness, I suppose you could put about Arizona was sort of interesting. I don't think uh, that uh, they're going to win Arizona. Uh, I don't think the Trump campaign is going to win Arizona by any means. It looks very heavily in, uh, leaning towards uh, Biden, 51.9% to 46.7%. It, it just looks like a Biden victory. By the way, uh, just giving an update on the time here, if you're listening on the rerun, rerun of this uh, podcast, it's 1.33 a.m. Central Standard Time, 2.33 a.m. in Washington, D.C., where Trump just spoke uh, as he got off the stage there. Uh, and the audio was from a variety of places. The best audio was from C-SPAN and then also from CNBC uh, in USA Today. Any, anyway, back to the to the Arizona numbers. That's 11 electoral votes. Biden leads right now. 51.9% uh, of the votes go to Biden. 46.7% of the votes go to Trump. Uh, and it's 81% of the votes have been counted right now. So there is mild room for change, but it looks like the, you know, if, if the ratios continue to progress in the way that they have so far this evening, 
then it does look like Biden will win Arizona. It also looks like he will probably win Nevada. And again, that is a little bit closer than Arizona. It does offer only six electoral votes. 78% of the votes have been counted. So it's sort of similar, a little bit less in every way than um than Arizona in terms of electoral votes, in terms of votes counted, in terms of the the margin between Biden and Trump uh, votes that are in right now, 549,938 uh, votes in for Biden in Nevada right now, uh, 520,712 in for Trump. Again, this was, some, this was a state that uh, Hillary Clinton won in 2016. The Biden campaign relied on uh, that, so that seems to be um, sort of, you know, they're just sort of relying on Nevada, hoping that it comes through. It does look like it will come through. Um, and, and what Trump made reference to sort of uh, newly throughout the evening on, on all networks is uh, how places are sort of shutting down. They're waiting until uh, votes get counted until tomorrow. There's certain districts said that they're going to open at 10 a.m., as I was talking about before. Um this whole thing about mail-in balance and the legality and lawsuits and what happens if the, re the election results are contested. There's a long legal process that would happen. It could carry on for months. I mean, you know, it's not till December 8th that states um, have to choose the electors to ensure the approval by Congress. It's not till a couple days after that, December 14th, that the Electoral College actually meets. Um, and, you know, legal challenges could occur at any time. In fact, the New York Times has an interesting interactive piece, which we'll have on the website, jay-dohrty.com, where they go through what the potential, uh, you know, legal process would be for um, an election day recount or election day contestment, how the Supreme Court uh, would go about this and how the law would actually be decided. Now, Trump, of course, has favorable judges on the Supreme Court, uh, so he sort of has the, the, the court stacked to his um, to, to his benefit, uh, although he did make it very clear, and just as conservative judges tend to pride themselves on, that they interpret, and pretty much all judges should pride themselves on, but particularly conservatives, say that their their job is to just interpret the law and not to provide their, in, you know, their, their bias or their in-person experiences. So it's very possible that the Supreme Court could rule against um, Trump's plan, assuming the Trump campaign actually does go through with the plan, because, uh, and that's a whole other topic that we could talk about, but it looks like right now, for, for the time being, at least according to the president, uh, things have sort of slowed down in terms of uh, the election coverage uh, front for, for this morning, uh, for election night itself. Uh, new votes continue to come in. Uh, we are going to take a break right here. It's 1.33 a.m., on the Jay Doherty podcast, and we are going to be right back for what will probably be a, one of the final ones, final segments of the, uh, our election night coverage here on the Jay Doherty podcast. So, uh, if you're staying till this late, and if you're listening on the podcast, or you're listening on the JD Media Network live stream, highly appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, this podcast will probably not go up till the next, or well, November fourth, but later in the day, November 4th. Uh, I appreciate you listening. We're going to be right back. This is the Jay Doherty Podcast on the JD Media Network. TJDP. Back to the Jay Doherty Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Jay Doherty Podcast. It's 2.01 a.m. This is definitely the latest uh, broadcast we've ever done. 
It's Wednesday, November 4th, 2020. Thank you for being with me for tonight's probably last live broadcast or recorded part of the live broadcast uh, of this episode. The big news, uh, obviously, was just Trump's press conference. The first time I've ever done anything completely live, one-man band style that is this chaotic. So uh, that's sort of an interesting uh, experiment, but I hope it went well. And if you enjoyed this this uh, content, I highly recommend you subscribe or uh, continue to listen to the podcast and future ones. This is probably not my strength because it's just brand new. I'm better at uh, analysis and breaking down things that have already happened. Uh, and just so brace yourself if this was not exactly great or what you expected it to be. I completely understand. Uh, but I would recommend giving it a chance, and if you don't, completely understand that as well. Um, that sort of wrapped it up in terms of everything that we know election-wise. It was a little bit, uh, two things I want to point out before we close out for tonight, and then I'll probably come back on uh, for the podcast version. Uh, I will not go live, but for the podcast version, a little bit of a change of plans here. I think I'm going to go come back on and record uh, some afterthoughts or at least some small updates that we know uh, this Wednesday. Uh, today, anything that we know, and then I'm going to get this episode out uh, by the afternoon of Wednesday, so in like 10 hours or something, uh, it'll be out for everyone to listen, and that would be the only way that you'll be listening to it now. Uh, we have a couple stragglers right now on the live stream, so, um, you know, if if that's how you plan to listen, then uh, you'll be able to do so here and there as well. Two things, though. First, I think it's insane what Trump said, that he basically claimed a victory, even though after falsely asserting that there was voter manipulation or voter fraud of some sort. So that needs to be looked into, fact-checked and everything. We'll look at that on the episode number 137, and perhaps if there's new developments uh, in the section that occurs tomorrow, uh, which you'll hear on the, as part of this episode. Um, the other thing uh, that's brand new, uh, Joe Biden has won Arizona officially. That was something that had been predicted. Trump sort of cast doubt on that. He had a little bit of mild cockiness, which I thought was interesting. We just talked about that uh, before. Um, the, inter- the other interesting state that we're going to have to follow is Georgia. It looks like it's heading in Trump's direction, but only 94% of the votes have been counted. Voting counting has slowing down is slowing down, if not stopping. For example, in states like Pennsylvania, we don't know how long it'll take. It might take up until Friday. Um, and at this point, it, it is a very, very close, very, very close race. Biden is still leading 220 to 213 against Trump, although Trump basically called it for himself because he is confident that he will win uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, um, uh Perhaps Pennsylvania. Uh, it looks like that uh, way uh, based off the current polling data. North Carolina, as well as Georgia, Nevada is expected, at least in my opinion, to go to to Biden, and uh, Arizona is also expected to go to uh, Biden as well. Now, if you pull these electoral college votes here, and you say that J- Biden has two twenty, you add uh, you add um, the remaining electoral votes that Nevada, Arizona, and Maine could offer, and again, Maine is that odd straggler where they don't, where it doesn't, you know, they, they use the proportional system as opposed to the uh, winner-take-all system, the max Biden could get, that would be 6 plus 11 plus 5 in addition to 220, so 6 plus 11 plus uh, 5, that would end up being 242, that would obviously not put him over the line, However, if Trump were to get, and if Biden were to get Georgia, let's just say, 
which doesn't look like to be the case. That would be 258 in addition to potentially some other states. If Biden were to get another upset, then then he could really pull it through and or maybe one or two other upsets and perhaps even Alaska, which has to offer three electoral votes. I mean, there's a lot of different ways that this could go. Uh, although if you do the math, it does look like it's going to be in Trump's favor because uh, unless there's some dramatic uh, difference in uncounted votes or something like that where the these are really only a part of the picture and they're not more largely indicative of the entire country's desire, you know, if, if something just coincidentally, and I doubt this will happen, uh, you know, a bunch of Democrats all of a sudden decided to <laughs> vote at the last minute. Don't think that's going to happen. Or, or, sorry, their votes happen to be the last ones. I don't think that will happen. Um, it was also very unclear what the president's views on that were um, throughout his speech. He didn't know if he was saying we need to stop vote voting. He didn't really make that clear. We obviously already stopped voting, so that's an irrelevant claim. If he's talking about counting, well, we pretty much already stopped. It's slowing down uh, in, in parts of the country, and we're going to resume uh, 10 a.m. tomorrow, and certain states like Pennsylvania may not even have votes done by the end of the week at the earliest. So, you know, there, there's a long process. This is by no means 2.07 a.m. on November 4th. That's no be, no means the end of this election. It's no means the end of this race, so, and we're going to keep you updated here on the JD Podcast and on the JD Media Network. So um, that's what we're doing right now. That is sort of the, the uh, flow of things for the moment. Uh, tons of stories right now in the Washington Post, the New York Times, all the, the big newspapers talking about Trump's claims, the checking the legal aspects of um, exit polls and the USPS and the transportation of mail-in ballots and everything like that. It's a very complicated system, something that's going to be likely contested in court. Trump already said that he's going to bring it to the Supreme Court. It's unclear specifically what he's going to do or what legal action he plans. his administration plans to take, whether it's going to be personal legal action. You never know. We'll see specifically what will happen uh, probably in the days to come. I'm sure Trump will uh, pull some stunts. He made big statements using language like disgrace and fraud to the American public and all these other things. So we'll see specifically what, what ends up happening uh, with and for Trump and his campaign. We'll also keep an eye on the Biden campaign. I wonder what they're doing right now. Um, we'll keep you updated. I think we're going to call it a night for, in terms of TJDP election coverage because it looks like things are sort of slow moving and we have an idea of where things are going. Uh, considering that most of the counting and everything has uh, stopped and most of the states are pretty much already called. The ones that we are officially waiting for uh, calls on are Nevada, Arizona, Georgia, North Carolina, Michigan, uh, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, as well as Maine and Alaska. Um, So, and also, I mean, supposedly Hawaii, but I think uh, Biden has... um, uh, Biden is probably going to win in Hawaii as well, so we'll see specifically what happens. Uh, I don't know actually um, what we will see um, in Hawaii. Uh, polls opened according to the Washington Post at 11 p.m. Eastern time. No votes have been counted yet. They're awaiting the results. That's four electoral votes. So if you add up everything, it still will be close. If you add up the, I mean, Trump right now, the, the, the advantageous part of Trump, it, part of Trump's situation right now is that um, the states that haven't, that are leaning in his direction but haven't been fully counted yet have offered lots of electoral votes like Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Georgia. Those are all big, heavy 
uh, heavy electoral vote states and a high number of those states. Nevada, Arizona, Alaska, Hawaii, Maine, those are high number states as well, but not as high as the ones that uh, Trump has on his side, or at least that are leaning towards his side. So Biden really would have to pull through and have one or two major upsets and some other uh, um, additions in terms of voting numbers um, in, in after the mail-in ballot to see exactly what will happen. So we will see what will happen. It's, it's a really, 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 really close race, despite what Trump has saying that he's already won it, which is just not true. Um, we'll see exactly what has, what has to be said and how the Supreme Court, if it even ends up coming to that, how it, how it goes through. It is an interesting time in American politics, and we're here to cover it with you on the Jay Doherty Podcast. We are going to be back. I think this will be the final uh, 2020 presidential uh, election day coverage that we will have on the actual day, Wednesday, November 4th, 2020 at 2, 11 a.m. Um, you'll probably hear from me tomorrow uh, on this episode. So, I'm going to play a short little jam jingle saying that later today on the J. Doherty Podcast, we are going, I'm just randomly picking this here, um, we are going to have more election coverage, which is true, and it'll come right after this jingle, but hours after I say goodbye, and thank you for tuning in to episode number 136, live and post-recorded coverage of the 2020 presidential election. Later today on the Jay Doherty Podcast. Election conference. Live statistical updates and analysis is next. DJDP. You are listening to the Jay Doherty Podcast. That is correct, everyone. We come back on. It's currently Wednesday, November 4th, 1.36 p.m. as we return. Hopefully, uh, people who are listening to this, live or not, uh, there's very few live because, or probably zero live because I have not announced that I was actually going live. We're just coming on. First of all, of course, the primary and scheduled reason was to follow up and, as promised, bring you a sort of somewhat, as best we can, a conclusion of last night, which is obviously impossible, but to the best of our ability, or to my ability, I will do so. Uh, The breaking news that was unscheduled to happen is AP is predicting that Joe Biden has won Wisconsin. Wisconsin was a state that was leaning very heavily Republican, very heavily in Donald Trump's, or not very heavily, but a couple percentage points towards Donald Trump uh, in this most recent election. So I'm going to continue on my series of ramblings and uh, try and cover this as most and as uh, clearly as possible, but the AP is reporting that the fate of the United States presidency hung in the balance of Wednesday as Democratic challenger Joe Biden picked up a win in Wisconsin while fighting President Donald Trump in other battleground states that could prove crucial in determining who wins the White House. Neither candidate cleared the 270 electoral college votes needed to win the White House, and the margins were tight in several other battleground states. Top advisors for both Biden and Trump on Wednesday morning expressed confidence that they respectively had the likelier path to victory in the outstanding states. Now, that's very interesting. I actually don't know if I agree with that wording, because Trump said that he completely won the election. No no contest. Uh, he just needs to, They just need to stop counting votes, because he knows that if the votes are actually counted as, you know, state, and, and that's all state-by-state state law. You know, it's all determined in law, interpreted by the, the um the courts of each state and the law of each state, something that conservatives value so much, right? Uh, 
that's what's already been determined for Trump, that the, that the votes are continuing to be counted. It's only fair that all votes are counted um, and all, everyone is a part and represented as long as it is legitimate votes that all the votes are actually being counted in the election. He said last night, as we heard in his remarks uh, hours ago in real time, but in the podcast just probably about 20 minutes ago, uh, him saying that the whole thing's a fraud, that it's a complete scam, things were going in his direction, now they're not. In Wisconsin right now, uh, Biden is up by one point, uh, very slim margin, about 1% actually. Biden has a 49.4%, 1,630,389. Trump has 48.8%. So they're really just, there's a 0.6% difference in in Biden and Trump. 99% of the votes have count uh, been counted for Biden. It is uh, part of the 48 winner-take-all states, so that gives Joe Biden an additional 10 electoral college votes that Trump was probably hoping for. Again, Trump won Wisconsin in 2016, uh, and um, he did not this time around. It is a swing state, and it has swung since uh, 2016. So this is an interesting little uh, development. It's very good for the Biden campaign. And one of the things that we saw um, in the Biden campaign, um, or not the Biden campaign, but the Biden's path to the White House, things changed very drastically as the night continued last night. Uh, You look at where we were at 2 a.m., um, where we ended the, the broadcast for for the night. It looked like extremely heavily in, in Trump's favor. It looked like it wasn't it was very almost impossible for Biden to actually swing around and come back and get all these votes. Uh, then you look at the things at 5 a.m. Things look better for Biden. The Wisconsin lead started to pick up. He won Arizona at about 3 a.m. So there was traction gaining there, traction gaining there. And then you look at 9 a.m. and it goes in Biden's favor more nationally. And then you look at how this House and Senate elections are playing out. And those aren't necessarily related, uh, but y- the traction was gaining, and now I suppose the peak of the traction, or at least what we understand to be the peak as of right now, is this victory for Joe Biden here in Wisconsin. The current national statistic is 227 votes, uh, electoral votes for Joe Biden, 214 for Trump. 70 million people approximately voted for Biden in the popular vote, that's 50.3%. Trump, ooh, down very, uh, about 67 million, just a little bit less, 66.7 million, 48.2% of the popular vote. So things are leaning towards Wisconsin. Uh, according to the Washington Post, the AP, among uh, NBC and other sources, have already called it. Wisconsin's such an interesting state. The reason Hillary Clinton lost it so drastically in 2016 is because she has col- the, 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 the serious problem of cultural elitism that just surrounded her entire campaign. Like, she was above everyone. She was a robot. She's made of steel. She only deals with billionaires. Trump, by contrast, had a very start, smart and continues to have a very smart campaign strategy, which is go everywhere fast, shake as many hands as possible, do a bunch of rallies. The problem with Trump and the way he campaigns is that he sees the rallies and the amount of people that go to his rallies and the people cheering him on and though he he sees that in in his very short-term gratification mindset of affirmation that he's going to win or affirmation that he's ahead so bigger crowds mean that there's more support that's not necessarily true it, i mean that that's just not true at all actually uh you know it, it, or, it, the correlation is not true um in many cases. So Trump in 2016 won Wisconsin 47.2% to Hillary Clinton's 46.5%. Uh, that there's, you know, if you think that's tight, it's actually tighter this time around, according to the uh, Washington Post count, which currently has 49.4 to 48.8%. Uh, 
Uh, about 100% of the votes have been counted. You look at the presidential results in 2016, so many of the counties were red. You look at the U.S. House results even this time around, so many of the counties are red, unless you go down to uh, the more rural and densely populated communities, sorry, not rural, uh, urban and densely populated communities. I don't know if urban is the correct word, but densely populated communities. You go and look at Madison. Democrats won by a huge margin in Mad- in the district in district 2 in Wisconsin 69.8% to 137 that's 91% of the votes have been counted Mark Pocan who's the incumbent over there in the second district district of Wisconsin just one re-election uh, but and and you look at those there's only one other democrat that is confirmed to have won uh, in Wisconsin in a very much more smaller district Gwen Moore won by 74.7% to 22.7% in Wisconsin 232,000 654 to 70,678. She was the incumbent and she's won re-election. However, you know, you look at how things uh, ended up being in all the rest of Wisconsin. For example, District 7, which is a humongous district. Tom Tiffany just won um, by an an equally large margin, or about equally large margin, 60% to 40%, 251,998 to 162,723 against against, uh, Trisha Zunker over there in Wisconsin. If there's any listeners in Wisconsin, your representatives perhaps may have just been shouted out. So uh, we'll see exactly what what ends up happening here. Another state to follow is, of course, Alaska. They only have three uh, votes to contribute. It looks very clearly like it's going to be a Republican win because it almost always is. The legendary Sarah Palin, uh, I say it sarcastically, was from Wisconsin. Uh, or sorry, from Alaska. So we'll have to see. Uh, how Alaska plays out. Another state to keep an eye on is, of course, Arizona. It's leaning very heavily, relatively speaking, in Joe Biden's favor, 51 to 47.6%. There's strong uh, Republican support in certain districts, but even stronger Democrat supports support in others. In 2016, Trump won Arizona by three, a margin of 3.5 points, which gave him, as it would to Biden or Trump in this election, 11 electoral college votes. Um, So this year, the uh, early vote uh, exceeded the actual state's total votes of 2.7 million cast in 2016, which is uh, sort of uh, suspicious to say the least. Those ballots can be processed and counted before Election Day, according to the Washington Post, but late arriving absentee ballots may not be counted until Thursday or Friday. That's what Trump wants to stop. He wants to stop all these late ballots from being counted because he wants the results to play out as they have already played out and as, as they are playing out. Uh, if you do the math and you and you look at First of all, you look at the predictions. The predictions haven't been all right. Like there's been a lot people a lot of people in this election were completely wrong going into it, going through it right now and perhaps coming out of it, probably coming out of it. Wisconsin was leaning right, and then all of a sudden when it got to like the 85% or 87% of the votes counted or something like that, that's just off the top of my head, it flipped to blue. Flipped to blue in the middle of the night. And uh, now Biden's just won the state. So if we see that sort of thing in Georgia and we see that sort of thing in North Carolina and he wins the predicted Nevada and Arizona, which he probably will, I would say Biden won. And it's going to be a really tight race. Um, and my prediction, it still maintains. I do think that Joe Biden will come out uh, with a very, 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 very thin victory. There will be some long, prolonged stunt that Trump pulls. Um, and... Uh, We'll see exactly how that plays out. But if we do the math here, Wisconsin has uh, 10 elect- sorry, 16, uh, well, sorry, this map is glitching, uh, 10 electoral votes for Wisconsin, 16 electoral votes in Michigan, 11 in Arizona, 
six in Nevada, and Nevada is leaning by a very slight margin towards Biden, only 8,000 votes uh, out of the 86% votes that have uh, been estimated to be counted lead there. So uh, if we do that math, that's six plus 11 plus, what's the other number there? Um, six plus 11 plus 10 plus 16. Six plus 11 plus 10 plus 16, 43. So 227 plus 43, that comes out to be 270. If Joe Biden wins, if Joe Biden wins Nevada, Arizona, Wisconsin, and Michigan, he gets 270. Now, if we see, and of course, it's that's not what it's about. It's about who gets 270 first. Now, if Trump wins all, the, and, and by the way, those states are, including Wisconsin, most notably Wisconsin, are leaning towards Biden. So even if we take into account the already 220, the the already uh, uh, counted or the confirmed by the AP uh, electoral electoral votes from Wisconsin. Sorry, I'm talking fast because I'm very excited. Um, and ends up being 237 electoral votes for Biden. If Trump stays the same, that would be 214 for Trump. So that would be 237, and then 237 plus the other Nevada and Arizona. Nevada is 6, and uh, Arizona is 11. So if we take a look at that, then it looks like Biden would uh, come and uh, sort of blow it out of the park there. Um, however, Trump could also... We will we'll apply the same strategy to Trump. If we we just looked at what would happen if Biden won all the predicted states, he would get right on the line of 270, literally right all those states. If you include Wisconsin, Michigan, Nevada, and Arizona, up against his already 227 confirmed elect or, uh, 227 confirmed electoral votes, then um, it is very clear that uh, he uh, would make it directly to 270. In fact, the Washington Post, which has sort of been more cautiously optimistic in every single way on both campaigns throughout this entire election, has just officially called Wisconsin from their exit poll data. So Wisconsin now has officially been confirmed by the Washington Post, even though the AP and others have confirmed it before. It now is being confirmed as a blue state. It has swung back to the left this time around. A very interesting swing swing state. So... You add Nevada, you add Arizona, and uh, you add Michigan, then Biden won 270. 270 uh, electoral votes go to Biden. Now, if you apply the same strategy to Trump, right now, Pennsylvania is the big state. If Trump were to win, um, if Trump were to win Pennsylvania on top of the electoral votes that he already has, that would be, let's see, that would be 214 plus 20 plus 15, plus, let's see, 16. So that, that those are big states that, that need to be won for both campaigns right now. 214 plus 72, and I, that's, that's across three states. That pushes Trump over to 286. So Biden really needs to win uh, North Carolina and Georgia, uh, or North Carolina and Pennsylvania, really at least one, uh, hopefully a combination of two states uh, out of those three. Georgia was something that uh, Biden was sort of latching onto, hopefully, although it doesn't look like, uh, optimistically, I should say, uh, although it does not look like that's going to be the direction that it ends up going, because North Carolina right now is at 48.7% to Biden, 50.1% to Trump, 15 electoral votes in that state. The state has delayed reporting results until 8.15 p.m. after the polling hours were extended for the four locations that opened late in that state. And, uh, of course, Pennsylvania is this... Uh, uh, or sorry, uh, 
Pennsylvania is the other state that we're keeping keeping an eye on right now. 53.2% for Trump right now in Pennsylvania. He has a substantial lead over Biden, who's at 45.5%. Trump has just over 3 million votes. Biden only has 2.625 million votes. But again, uh, 84% of the votes have been counted. And uh, we'll see exactly what ends up happening with Pennsylvania, particularly with all the legal action that's going on there, because you never know. Um, we probably won't see results out of Pennsylvania or of the entire election uh, until later this week. Uh, it could be tomorrow, it could be Friday, it could be Monday. You never know how, I mean, this could go till December, the, the nonsense that we are facing here. Um, and again, this shows sort of the, the structure of the Electoral College and some flaws and weaknesses that it has. If we take a look, and again, these are all... People would say that these predictions and these ramblings that I'm just going on here, where I'm sort of going through potential combinations and what it would end up looking like, uh, could be a waste of time, but it's fun to go through. Politics is a sport, it is a game, it is a bloody cutthroat game, and it's interesting to analyze what will happen. The most interesting thing out of this particular scenario is that it all comes down, really, at the moment to Nevada, Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and North Carolina, and Georgia, uh, and somewhat Alaska, but not really, because it's leading Trump so much favor, but really it comes down to, if you even want to zoom in closer, it comes down to Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, and Georgia. You know, if Trump won Georgia, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, he'd surpass the 270. Biden just won Wisconsin, that puts him at 237. If Trump won uh, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, and Georgia, like I just said, that would put him over, I think that would put him at 282 electoral votes, and that is obviously more than enough to win the uh, the election. Trump won, I think, 305 to Clinton's. Clinton had less uh, electoral votes than Biden does right now, <laughs> and so Trump sort of dominated uh, Hillary Clinton in the uh, electoral votes in 2016. Uh, however, Joe Biden still substantially leads the popular vote and won the popular vote by 70 million right now. So, or he's at 70 million. He's leading by about 3 million. 50.3% goes to uh, Joe Biden in the election, 48.1% to Donald Trump at the moment. A candidate needs 270 votes, electoral votes, to win the presidency. Right now it's 227 Biden to 214 Trump. Uh, the Washington Post also has an interesting analysis where they go through how things could actually play out if we look at these certain maps. Now, these things don't get updated because <laughs> there's so many changes every single second here. But if we look at um, how the Electoral College actually could play out, um, it would be interesting to see. Basically, uh, according to an analysis by Aaron Blake and Shelley Tan, as of now, Edison Research has called seven competitive states. And if we take a look at the uh, results, um, according to them, two other states appear likeliest to go in Biden's column. Of course, Arizona, and I assume the other one's Nevada. Yep, Nevada. That's what the analysis says. So, if, you know, again, I'm probably sounding redundant here, but basically, if Biden wins everything that he, that is leaning in his direction right now, and Trump leans, wins everything that's leaning in his direction right now, then Trump wins. But, that could change. We didn't, you know, not the outcome. I mean, the outcome can change, but the reason the outcome would, could change is because Pennsylvania, North Carolina, and Georgia could change. Potentially two out of those three states, or all three. I doubt it's going to be all three, but it could be uh, all three. Um, my guess is hopefully Pennsylvania turns around and goes to uh, Joe Biden's favor. Perhaps the most, the closest one goes to 
to Biden. Right now, Trump is slightly ahead in Georgia, and again, Biden was sort of surprised about Georgia uh, and how many people ended up voting for him in Georgia. He said that in his uh, speech, which has you know, sort of been a long time since he's shown his face to the public. Uh, he has been active on Twitter, as has the president, but it's been a long time. 98% of the votes have been counted in Georgia. It looks like it's going to be a Trump call unless every single vote that ends up being counted in the last 2% has to, uh, ends up being a Biden vote. Uh, Biden's right now at 2,312,362. Uh, Trump is at 2.391871. That's 50.2% to 48.5%. It does look like Joe Biden uh, has lost the state of Georgia, which he was very hopeful for in the beginning. It's a good thing that he won Wisconsin. He desperately needed that. Um, and uh, it does not look like he will be able to win Pennsylvania again unless he pulls extremely uh, good luck in the in the election uh, in Pennsylvania. Uh, Trump also has a sort of a moderately substantial lead in North Carolina, 2732120 against 2655383, 51.4% go to Biden, a 51, sorry, 50.1% go to Trump, 48.7% uh, go to Biden. And that's almost about 900, or 100%, 99% of the votes have been counted over there in North Carolina. So it looks like, you know, if we if you do the math and you add up all the states that Trump could have, he would win. If you do all the math that uh, of the states that Biden would win, he would, uh, he, he would lose. So uh, it does look like it's leaning in Trump's favor right now. However, that could change. Millions of ballots have not been counted. There's still tons of votes that are out. You can look at the Washington Post map of all the uh, battleground states that continue to have large amounts of uh, votes that have um, not been counted in the presidential election. Uh, obviously, the ones that we've been highlighting are Nevada, Arizona, Alaska, Georgia, North Carolina, Wisconsin, and Michigan. But more than anything, we have to look at Pennsylvania because according to um, Harriet Stevens, Adrian Blanco, and Dan Keating over at the Washington Post, Pennsylvania has by far the largest share of uncounted ballots and may swing the presidential election. State officials couldn't begin opening mail-in ballots until Election Day, so it may take days to count more than a million outstanding ballot ballots. More than 350,000 votes remain in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, sorry, and Pittsburgh, uh, where Biden is winning by a large margin, although the results so far have been better for Trump in those cities than they were four years ago. It is likely the uncounted votes w that will break Democratic. So we'll see exactly what happens there. Relatively few votes, according to this Washington Post analysis, are uncounted in the strong Republican rural areas, which is interesting. More than half of the uncounted votes in the, uh, are suburbs and medium cities. Once again, results so far have shown Trump outpacing his performance from 2016 in those areas, which is equivalently interesting. Unless the uncounted balance shifts significantly Democratic, Trump will probably hold his lead in the state, which is not surprising. The state that I really want to look at and uh, continue to monitor is Georgia. Trump holds an 80,000 vote lead in Georgia with fewer than 150,000 votes to count. The vast majority of the uncounted ballots are in suburbs, including 25,000 around Atlanta, 20,000 around Savannah. Trump's lead narrowed uh, as suburban votes were counted Wednesday, but Biden will need a dramatic break in the remaining votes to catch up. He will need a dramatic break, and that's what we're going to be monitoring, because if you look at the Georgia polls right now, 48.5% Biden, 50.2% Trump, 97% of the votes are counted. It doesn't look like it's going to be in Biden's favor. Uh, Trump is leading, uh, and that would give him an extra 16 electoral votes, and again, if he wins uh, Georgia, like I just said, that's 16 if he wins North Carolina, that's 15, and he wins Pennsylvania, that's 20. 
you do the math on that, 214, which is the number that he's currently at uh, right now, and you, you add to that 15, and then you add to that uh, 16, and then you add to that 20, that puts Trump at uh, about 260. So I don't know what, maybe I did the math wrong before, unless I'm looking at this incorrectly. Um, maybe, did I do the math wrong before? Uh, if I did, I apologize. Um, if, again, live math is obviously not my, my strong suit here. To, uh, so if that's, let me let me grab my nifty calculator here and uh, try and do this math. Again, I apologize, but this is the one-man band operation here. 214 plus 16 plus 20 plus 15. That ends up being, and of course my calculator is not working, that's 214 plus 16 plus 20 plus 15. That ends up being 265. Then I suppose, if you look at who, I mean, it really depends on what uh, ends up happening. Then it does look like uh, Biden could still very clearly pull through here. So it is going to be very interesting. If, if Michigan goes um, towards uh, Trump, then it ends up being that. Oh, I think that's what I did. I think I counted Michigan in the previous one. Uh, but Michigan is leaning Democrat right now. So if we count Michigan in that, uh, if we count Michigan in states that go to Trump, meaning uh, and that includes Georgia, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Michigan, then Trump would have a 281 lead over Biden in terms of electoral votes. If you go, if you leave Michigan to the predictions that are currently going in, 96% of those votes have been counted. Uh, pretty very thin lead over Trump continues in Michigan. That would give Biden 16 electoral votes if he won, or Trump 16 if he won. Michigan's a crucial state right now. Uh, and if Michigan goes to Biden then Biden has the election. If it goes to Trump, then Trump has the election, according to this math right here and right now. So we're going to continue to monitor this. Also, Pennsylvania, I mean, that's sort of an unpredictable state. I doubt we'll see even preliminary results by the end of this week uh, and perhaps even longer. So, wow, lots of information. I apologize for my little math error because uh, I should have <laughs> been more cognizant of how I'm doing math and everything. So I apologize if that was a little bit confusing there. You can look at all these live results and play with your own maps instead of listening to me just go on and on and on about possibilities uh, over at j-dorty.com. You have to find a link over there to the Washington Post one, um, which has fantastic play-by-play uh, -play scenarios and outlooks of the full statistics and the results that have been coming in over the night from not only the presidential race, but everywhere else in the country. It's going to be super interesting to see how this plays out. We're going to continue to keep you updated right here on the Jay Doherty podcast. We'll have full analysis in a lot more cohesive manner in the future on this <laughs> on this podcast and the next episode, 137. So stay tuned for that if you're even still listening to this, which I hope some people are. We're broadcasting live, and uh, you'll be here and uh, hearing my analysis of things as they happened overnight in sort of a, more of a cohesive and planned out recap on episode number 137 of the Jay Doherty podcast. So, appreciate your listenership. Um, I think we're going to close it out right here for now, and then we'll update you as more election results actually come in for the entire um, presidential election. And uh, it'll be, I mean, I know I keep saying this, but... You stay tuned to the Jade Ori podcast for updates. It's going to be super interesting. We're going to bring you all the news that you need to know and the analysis. Straightforward news 
uh, opinions uh, are added after the facts are stated, and perhaps sometimes going through the facts when I interject my little opinions there. Uh, but I hope you enjoyed this live broadcast. We're closing in at about two hours live broadcast. Two hour live broadcast. It's probably a record for this podcast. And I appreciate you uh, listening to this episode. It's currently 2.01 p.m. in Chicago. Biden has just won Wisconsin among uh, potential other victories for him in the country. And we'll keep you updated right here on episode number 134 of the J. Doherty Podcast. And you can subscribe to the J. Doherty Podcast on iTunes or Pocket Cast or wherever you listen to your podcast. Get up to date election coverage here and there all the time. Thank you so much for listening. It's Wednesday, November 4th, the day after the election, 2.02 p.m., signing off of this special edition of the Jade Rorty Podcast, Election Day. Thank you for listening. The Jade Doherty Podcast is written, hosted, produced, and edited by Jay Doherty. The Jay Doherty Podcast is a JD Media Network production. Copyright Jay Doherty 2020. Make sure to listen to other JD Media Network productions, like the JDRC Politics Podcast for discussions on international politics, or the Weekly File for all the news, just the facts. Learn more and hear more of this content at j-doherty.com or view archived clips and show highlights at thedohertyfiles.com. Thank you for listening to the J. Doherty Podcast. The J. Doherty Podcast, T.J.D. J.D. Media Network.